My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to this week's episode of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Fellas, fans, it's time to play Gloria. Well, the Tampa Bay version of Gloria. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup Finals. Big shout out to Sachin Dave Shandon, who was on our podcast back in August, predicted the Lightning over the Stars. I mean, can't get any better than that. Bobby Graber, other guest, also was on the Lightning. We have been a Lightning podcast from the beginning. They finally got it done. So thank you to our experts. Thank you to our listeners for following along. Hopefully you catch those tickets. But I just wanted to have a little moment on the Tampa Bay Lightning after they finally took it home. The first championship winner in this pro sports uh, era of COVID-19. What were your thoughts on the finals in terms of no fans? I know the NBA playing right now and Joe Delara will uh, give us his take on the finals as game one's going on as we record this podcast. Joe, what did you think of the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup final? Uh, I think it was awesome. Uh, I tuned in to more hockey than I normally do. Uh, and it probably had to do with some of the, you know, what we talked about on the pod. Uh, no, on purpose. On uh, purpose. I purposefully watched hockey. Uh, it was a little weird for me. I felt a little uncomfortable, but I enjoyed the experience. And uh, go Lightning. Yeah, it was more, weird though when they celebrated. Oh, uh, weird I, when they celebrated. I missed. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it. I'm more of a Thunder guy. Thunderstruck would be a great song um, for a championship team if you know Kevin Durant Thunder won. Um, are there any lightning songs like Grease Lightning? Grease Lightning. Mm. That's, Grease a, lightning. that's that's yeah. a terrible. They had a boat parade today. Ride the lightning. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, I would like what's a strip club song? A lot of strip clubs in Tampa. Is that do you yeah, think I've seen? I don't know. For, right? What? I guess the strip clubs are open. I mean, yeah, just drive through. I don't know. I think everyone in Florida has COVID, so it doesn't really matter. So fair. I'm but moving I think on. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I. Got some pickup on the action uh, on their socials for my free bet. Joe, I had given this out back in August, too, on the Lightning Lakers parlay to win it all. Um, I had a public debate online about whether or not to hedge my free bet. That will be $2.3,000. But when I say 2.3, kind of sounds like a million. So. Yeah, it's a real douchey thing to say. <laughs> It's like you just say twenty three hundred. It's like the guy in a pickup <laughs> game. It's like pass me the rock. Like no one calls it a rock. Either way, <laughs> I did it. I I am announcing on this podcast. I did not hedge. I am going to wait until after game one, and then I potentially revisit this conversation again. Since Joe was so convincing that the Lakers would cover minus four and a half in the first game, so I. We're, you know, this podcast is already out and you already know what happened. So I'm either an idiot right now or Joe Delaire was right and I'm in a very good position. So 
I mean, they're down 10 right now. They're down 10. There's not much time left. Only uh, 40, 41 minutes left in the game. So we are recording you this look at the like halfway an idiot. point in the first quarter. <laughs> so oh, either they're down you, 13 now. So either thank you, Joe, or fuck Joe. But um, say, you know, Joe is going to be covering the NBA finals for the Action Network. He predicted, and I saw their expert articles, that he's going to. And, and uh, the Daily News. And the, da- and the Daily News. <laughs> a conservative rag the day after, two days after one of the most. <laughs> disgusting displays of uh politics in our in our nation's history uh, but he thinks it's going to be lakers in five we'll see if that is correct but uh we're going to move on because you know we really don't have a good uh way here to talk about the nba finals uh you know joe is big on the lakers terry kind of likes the heat as kind of this uh upset underdog pick kind of sees culture the baby there. can't teach it <laughs> But the majority was. I don't. Never mind. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is your chance. How do you think? I was say how do you think Terry takes would do like in Miami, like on as a member of the Miami Heat? Do you think that you would get along with Jimmy Butler? Yes, I don't know. I would be in Miami. I would be his best customer. I I love like I'm addicted to coffee. He would make so much money. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. In, in in Miami and playing on the Heat are very different things. Yes, but I think Terry takes them together. Great in Miami, seems like a track suit kind of guy. Yeah, Fair. I mean, I mean, I hope I don't play. I I wouldn't be. I mean, I would try to guard LeBron. I would take a charge. They would never it. call it. That's true. That's really a good point. I'm a better tenth mate. Or twelfth man on the bench of a bas- <laughs> like a, a D one basketball team, than NBA. Team. Oh, bench squad, bench squad. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, that's fair. That's fair. That makes sense. And then I, I work it. my way up to grad assistant, and then, you know, next thing you know, I'm Coach K. Fair enough. This the majority of this podcast is going to be about Week Four NFL. Uh, to start off, we're going to play a DVOA game again. Get a sense okay. of where we are. With it. Who's going to play? We're not playing a Dave game. We're playing the DVOA game. Okay. Oh, we're at DVOA now? Yes. Love it. I mean, it's kind of like in the middle. There's been three, three games. We're kind of we're reverting back to the mean. The number one team has a 35.2% DVOA, which is a little absurd. It'll probably end up, you know, the number one team at DVOA will probably end up in the 20s, as it usually does. But any guesses on the number one team in DVOA after three weeks? Joe, you go. The Bills. Very incorrect. <laughs> Good. Frauds. The Colts. The, the Bills are 10th in DVOA at 16.5. They are 15th in total. Dave. I, as I said this to Terry, I remember that I did tell Terry late last night as we were discussing our super contest, and sometimes I have these thoughts at 1 a.m. in the morning, and I texted him at 1 a.m. in the morning, LOL, the Colts are number one in DVOA. So I realize now that Terry already had that information. But yes, it is surprisingly the Colts at 35.2%. 
They beat up on the Jets last week, cover a huge spread in New York. Adam Gase, uh, Jets are in shambles, and the Colts' defense is number one in the NFL after scoring, I think it was one defensive touchdown and one safety. It might have been two defensive touchdowns. I can't remember. I think, but, I think they're in Indianapolis, weren't they? Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. So they did play. So that was their second game at home. Uh, this isn't the presidential debate. I'm going to fact check you. <laughs> uh, come on, man. Uh, Indiana, Indianapolis. Uh, two and one lost against the Jaguars in week one. And now they are the number one ranked team in DVOA. They aren't the best team in the NFL. I'll give, I'll give the, the naysayers that, but they are number one in DVOA. Worst team in DVOA guesses. Uh, the Jets, the Washington football team. Washington twenty seventh, and the Jets are thirty first. Coming last in DOA is the Denver Broncos at minus fifty point seven. And yes, that means tonight we have the battle of the two worst teams in the NFL according to DVOA: the Jets and the Broncos. The line is at one and a half. The Jets are now favored after. Drew Locke and Jeff Driscoll are out. I don't even know, nor seem to care who their starting quarterback will be in this game. Last time a third string quarterback played in a Thursday night football game, it did not go well and it involved the Jets. I just want to get this game out of the way. Any plays on this game at all? Uh, watch uh, something else. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, I guess the play is the Jets, but then you're betting on the Jets and Adam Gase and – uh, I can't do that. He is coaching for his job, so maybe he gets his team to rally around him, but I can't really see Adam Gase getting anyone to rally around him ever. Like, Before we get- I, like, he, like, if he wanted to go out to eat, I don't think he could convince his family to go with him to eat. I mean, I mean that's the play. Right? I mean, the, play, the, the sharp play is on the Jets. This actually flipped since the quarterback news happened. The Jets opened at plus two and a half. They're down minus one and a half. But Adam Gase, you heard he was on the hot seat last week. I can't imagine him keeping the job till the weekend if uh, he does lose this game. So, you know, the players might sense that. and It would not surprise me if the Broncos come out and win this game by double digits. So, Honestly, though, could you – yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the Jets might want to throw the game if it means Adam Gase is out. Like, you know Le'Veon Bell is going to be telling everybody, like, yo, like, don't play. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing positive coming out of that locker room. So, I really don't. And, you know, yeah. it's not even like fans will be there to kind of, even if they do play well. Hmm. So, it's it's just kind of this lost uh, um, game. But I, I would not bet that game at all. If I had to bet it, I would probably bet the Broncos just because of that. Uh, moving on to the 1 o'clock games. I want to talk about the Steelers and Titans fiasco. So the Titans and Steelers game is supposed to be played at one o'clock is postponed due to COVID cases in Tennessee. Uh, They are thinking, I've heard rumors. I don't know if it'll be confirmed yet by the time this podcast airs that they're going to play this game on Monday night. They took the, the line off the board and they still have not put a line back up, but the Steelers actually were underdogs and then they actually flipped to being favorites. This game intrigues me a lot, and now that it's on Monday night, I think it'll be a good watch. It's not, I don't think it's going to be on national TV. I, I wish it was because I think it's better than the Falcons-Green Bay game on Monday night. 
Give me your take on the Steelers and the Titans because they're two 3-0 and teams. Pittsburgh is second in DVOA. Tennessee 13th. Tennessee kind of has. I've, I've been – I've heard rumblings from Terry that frauds and the Steelers are the team that we've been backing from the beginning of this podcast in the summer. Yeah. What is your, what is your take on the yeah. Steelers and Titans? I, uh, I, I jumped on this line as soon as it opened before, obviously there's no line now. Um, but the, the Titans are, I think the first team ever to start three and O, but be and three against the spread. And I don't like what I'm – I don't really like what I'm seeing. Like, they've been able to win these games, but I think they've had a total point differential of, like, plus six points. Um, and the Steelers, I think, look better. Uh, and especially, you know, it's a Monday night game. Obviously, uh, it's going to be a little bit different, but you give Tom a little bit more time to prepare. And there's a, it's a 100% chance that I'm taking the Steelers. I already did, but uh, I would recommend them still, regardless of the line almost. Regardless of the line. That's a money, that's a money line bet. Almost. Uh, that sounds like a money line bet. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually would consider the line a lot in this. I am not ready to buy the Steelers. Um, I actually, I'm not ready to, to fade the Titans, actually, where I'm at. I, I'm ready to buy the Steelers. Not necessarily ready to fade the Titans. The Steelers' defense has looked – not phenomenal in the last week or two. Um, they gave us some points against the Broncos. Jeff Driscoll actually scored up, scored, put some points on them. Um, you know, this is going to be a bruising game. It's probably going to be a close game considering how good these two teams probably are and how well they're coached in the early weeks of the season. So I think if it gets over three, especially, you know, and, and the COVID stuff is something that you have to look at too. Who's actually going to be out? But if this, if the Titans are pretty much at full strength and they're more than a three-point underdog, I think you got to take the Titans as much as I love the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I I think the Steelers are a better football team. I think this goes to the defense is taking a while to get acclimated to the season. I think a defense like the Steelers is only going to get better as the season goes on. I think this is a classic. Mike Tomlin underdog situation. They opened as underdogs. Obviously, now they're minus one and a half or two, um, but still a close game. Played on Monday night. We all know that Mike Tomlin is money on Monday night. You know, not not an officially sanctioned Monday night football game, but I'll count it. Um, so I I would take the Steelers under anything under three. Other marquee game to look at I want to touch on before we give our picks. Uh, I've selected marquee Patriots-Chiefs. Seven points, Chiefs are favored. Monday night, come, or coming off of Monday night, this is a 4 o'clock game on Sunday. I think this is going to be the game of the week, uh, be on national television. But Cam Newton takes care of business. Bill Belichick actually takes care of business more so. Uh, in New England against the Rivers last week. I think Darren Waller had like one catch after torching the Saints the week before. So Belichick can scheme well defensively. I don't know if he's feeling it well enough to kind of uh, hamper this Chiefs team a little bit. But the Chiefs are, you know, they played on Monday night, got a short week of rest. Seven points is a lot. Terry, where are uh, I, I think that the Patriots are going to do a better job of ball control than the Ravens did. I mean, the Ravens were down 14 points right from the get-go, so their game plan kind of went out the window. Of, I mean, that's the one thing with the Ravens is 
when they're ahead, they're electric. When they have to play it from behind, it, it gets a little um, sketchy. Uh, so I think the Pats, with their defense, have something schemed up to slow down Mahomes. And, you know, kind of what they did against the Dolphins because the Chiefs' weakness is, is their run defense. So it's going to be a big ball control game. I, I, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of cam runs. I, I think I, I lean Patriots, you know, plus seven here. You know, in a, you know, and also looking at the under. Joe, any thoughts? I like, I mean, I, I'm going to take the chiefs. Uh, I, as long as it doesn't go above seven, I think you can take them at seven. If there's a push, there's a push, but um, I think that their offense is more conducive to like, building up a big lead. I think it's going to be tougher for the Patriots to come back if they're down multiple scores in this game. Um, yeah, I don't think we've really seen – I mean, I think the Patriots seem to be more run-heavy They like the, with Cam, really. Uh, and I think that that makes it tougher to, you know, come back from a deficit. Yeah, I, you know, obviously sneaky number here. I think if it's over seven, if you get it and it's New England. Um, if it's under seven, Kansas City's probably the play. Um, I don't know if I feel strongly enough. This is what it's going to be like with the Patriots going forward is you're going to want to buy Belichick, but you're not sure offense is good enough to, you know, keep up with a team like the Chiefs. So I think it's a style kind of pick and play as they go along and as you see more of Cam Newton and as you trust more of the the McDaniels offense with Newton, um, you know, the, the weapons aren't great. Damian Harris comes back and maybe he becomes the new stud running back, but you know, they, it seems to have running back by committee. Edelman is heavily relied on and Nikhil Harry kind of has not broken out yet. So it, it's, it's a tough game, but that's why it's the marquee game. Of the week. Let's go into our pick threes records. Terry one and two. I had a terrible week. Oh, and three. Thank you to Atlanta for blowing yet another game. Two and four. Tough, yeah. Joe is four and two. We'll I'm going to administratively start. give myself a two and two because I said to bet the Jets under. No way. As well. No, yep. you did not. You said, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Yes, I did. I said the Jets and the under. They're you both going to hit. You, you can only pick three games. Mm, all right. That's okay. why the segment is called pick three. I didn't I know three. it was called pick three. Very original. <laughs> all right. Terry, since you're snippy, you first. Well, let me make sure I don't pick more than three. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to take the – hmm, I guess there's strategy in this. But I'll take the Ravens minus 13 against the Washington no-name football team. Uh, coming off the loss on Monday night did not look great. Everything kind of that could go wrong did go wrong for the Ravens of Baltimore. Um, I think it's a bounce back game with um, John Harbaugh. Ronnie Stanley's questionable, but I think he'll play um, for the Washington football team. It came out that Chase Young is out uh, for this week. That's a big loss for their, for the defensive line, especially against this Ravens team that is so run heavy. Um, Mr. Dominic and I talked about how um, the the Washington football team kind of just gave up at the end of the game against the Browns. Didn't even try. Yeah, to fuck, fuck Ron Rivera. Actually, so I, I think <laughs> if this gets ahead of hand, I, I don't see 
I don't see how the, the, the Washington football team can come back. I think this is going to be a statement game for the Ravens. Nice little bounce back. Give me, give me all those points, or I'll lay all those points. I don't care. Ron Rivera actually like gave up. He had a chance to backdoor cover. He was down two scores, and it was over the two minute warning. Did not take a timeout before the the Browns kicked the field goal, and then just ran out the clock. He had all three timeouts. It was absurd, and it's I you know fuck, fuck Ron Rivera. All my homies hate Ron Rivera. I am going <laughs> my first pick. <laughs> Joe, you're going last because you're you're heading the you're heading the records. You're heading the records. Uh, I'm going Colts minus two and a half in Chicago. I think the Bears are the most fraudulent three and team in the NFL. They are seventeenth in DVOA. I think that just like as you saw with Justin Herbert, new quarterbacks and new systems in the NFL, it usually is a benefit if it's not planned because these defenses plan and two different quarterbacks. You know, Foles coming in against the Falcons at halftime is much worse for the for any defense than studying a quarterback like Nick Foles for a full week. I think the Colts defense, which is well, one in DVOA. Let me is, just correct you there. I mean, any quarterback, any defense facing anyone other than Mitch Trubisky, who they had faced earlier in the game, is bad for that defense. Yes. I Is that not what I said? It was a Mitch Trubisky joke, but go uh, on. It's uh, like Trubisky's fine. I mean, he's not great. And the, the styles are different because he, he can run a little bit. But I think the Colts are much better than she, are the, uh, the, the, the Bears. I think the Bears lose this game. And if I'm getting over, you know, under a field goal as a favorite and a team that I think is much better and different tiers, I'm taking it, especially in a COVID no fans environment or limited fans environment so my first Colts minus two and a half did you know the Colts are number one in DVOA no did not you're not afraid I gotta I gotta rewind this podcast you're not afraid of a potentially cold Phil Rivers no you know I I thought about it because they've looked on them at home they've looked pedestrian on the road but I just think that right uh, Frank Reich has been a terrible week one coach. I think I'm going to chalk it up to that. More so home road dichotomy. So Colts minus two and a half. All right. Uh, so my first pick is going to be Seattle uh, minus six and a half. It looks like it might move to minus six. What a mistake. Um, so what a mistake. I already knew this was going to happen. I think that Seattle is uh, undervalued. They're fourth in DVOA. And uh, Miami is 26th here. I think that Seattle looks awesome. Russell Wilson looks like he is going to finally get an MVP vote this year. And uh, I, I'm trusting this offense, and I think that they're going to uh, blow these Dolphins out of the water. Um, so I'm on, uh, I'm on the Seahawks minus uh, six and a half. If it moves to six, that's nice. Those birds. No way. My I mean, I'm waiting, for this My birds. I'm waiting for this to go to seven. I'm hammering the Dolphins. This is a classic letdown, letdown game for the, for the Hawks. Their first not well, there's great a little opponent. I think it opened at – didn't it open at seven? 
I think there's a little juice on the six and a half on DraftKings right now. It so opened at six and a half. It opened at six and a half, but there's a little juice. It's minus one fourteen. So I juice, think maybe it goes to six, but who knows? Um, and then my second bet is going to be the Jaguars plus three over the Bengals. Um, I think that the Jaguars are uh, a little – I think this should really be closer to a pick em, and uh, I'll take the three points. I don't necessarily think that the Bengals – or I don't necessarily think the Jaguars are, like, that much better than the Bengals, uh, but I think that they're getting – uh, the three points because of the way that they performed on uh, Thursday night football. So they've had a longer week to prepare and I'm going to take those three points. And that's a bold pick, but you're four and two. So I'm going to shut up. So <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Cardinals minus three. Um, it's at three and a half. Actually confident in three and a half. If it goes down to three, hop all over it against the Panthers. The Panthers, where Tina Terry and I picked in Super Contest last week, I think that that was a, you know, chalk it up to the Herbert situation. The the Chargers not being as good as people are. I think this is a game in which the Panthers come out flat. You saw them even in a game completely dominated uh, Los Angeles in uh, defensively. Panthers still couldn't score when they got to the red zone. Um, and I think that their defense isn't great. And I give the win more so to the, the Chargers just laying an egg more so than I give to the Panthers defense, which ranks 30th in VOA. So I think that Cardinals contrast the styles Cardinals are running team. They're going to score. They're going to put up points. I don't think the Panthers with McCaffrey can hang with the Cardinals. I think that this is a game where the Cardinals, you know, they score 24. I don't see the Panthers scoring and, and hanging with them without McCaffrey because I think they're so limited on offense without them. Um, and the Cardinals probably score more than that. I can't see how the 30th ranked DVOA defense can hang with Kyler Murray. So can hang. Kid can hang. I will. I will back the Cardinals at minus three and a half. Terry, you're up with two picks. Okay. I will only make two picks. My first pick, um, going back to our previous discussion, give me the New England Patriots at plus seven against the Chiefs. I will take I will take the points for all the reasons I explained earlier. I think it's gonna the Pats are gonna really try to limit Patrick Mahomes' time on the field. Pats still have a very good defense. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, the game's going to go under 53. Not an official pick. Not an official pick for the under. But I do think it will go under. Disclaimer. Um, so I won't bore you with any more pa- Patriots talk since we went over that uh, a good deal. My third pick, my third and final pick, um, is going to the game that Mr. Dominic said he wasn't that interested in, and that is the Atlanta Falcons versus the Green Bay Packers. And you sure as hell are giving me the pack or the um, Falcons at plus seven and a half in Lambeau field. Falcons have covered two games in a row. Um, yes. For the heartbreak kids, meaning they give, usually that's for the team that gives the other people heartbreaks, but they, is it, I don't know. Uh, but 
you know, they're pretty much in spiral mode. Um, Dan Quinn, not sure how he's still coaching. Apparently there's a decent relationship between him and Arthur Blank, so he's probably not going to get fired. Um, but it's still, you know, you would think he he would eventually win a game here. He, or he has to win a game here before Arthur Blank is just like, yeah, you got to get the hell out of here. Um, I think the Packers off the big win on Monday night. It's a pet, uh, potential for a letdown game. We don't know how Devontae Adams is doing. He's still questionable with the hamstring. Obviously, you still have Aaron Rodgers, so he makes everyone around him great. Um, but a Falcons offense that can put up points uh, against, you know, middle-of-the-road Packers defense, I think they'll be able to keep it close. And Matt Ryan, still still a good quarterback in the league, can exchange blows with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think, you know, even if the game isn't close for most of it, there's still – decent amount um of backdoor cover potential here yeah no i like i like that a lot um the falcons are a team i think that can hang with the packers and i think that i'm still not sold on the packers yet i i the saints really pissed me off last week Taysom hill coming in with that fumble pretty much changed the whole changed the whole game but you know the 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 saints defense did not look great I think the the Superdome really not being at full capacity and loud and, and a problem for these veteran quarterbacks is a problem. And, you know, I, I still believe in Sean Payton to fix it. And I think that the longer my Thomas is out, the worse the team's going to look. But I'm still there on the Saints. I'm going to go – I did want to take the Vikings plus four and a half, but the line is technically off the board at most places. I don't know what is going on with the positive tests the Vikings had in terms of COVID, but I will, I think it was the, the, the Texans had some positive cases too. Um, yeah. I like the Vikings here plus four and a half. I'm going to pick <laughs> Justin. Like, and if it doesn't, if it gets postponed or something, I'll, I'll throw in the, the chargers plus seven and a half with bucks being without Godwin which I think is more so the key to their offense than, than Tom Brady. I think the Vikings here, two very, you know, two 0-3, team, 0-3 teams here. Vikings have been competitive except for the first game of the season. Blew the game last week against the Titans. These teams are both going to be fighting for that elusive win. I think it's going to be a close game no matter what. And I just think the Vikings are, you know, the better team on paper and there's some good things to be excited about not excited because your team's on three but you know justin jefferson having a big game last week i think the vikings are just a better team than getting under that key number four is is pretty crazy so i'm gonna go minnesota plus four and a half and if it gets canceled or whatever i'm picking the chargers plus seven and a half go when I was Zach. oh wow four picks okay yeah <laughs> that's, that's a reserve pick. Reserve pick. Oh, uh, okay. Um, am I good now? All right. So the last pick. What, thought, have you not been paying attention? What's been like? What no, I I don't know. I wasn't sure if Don was done talking. Um, I wasn't sure if Don was going to take this or not, but I am going to take the Saints minus four. Um, I like them in this spot. I think that this line should be close. I feel like it should be closer to like six or so. Um, I think that they're they're better than the Lions, and they really were 
like a fumble away from driving on the field uh, in the last game and, you know, being two and one. So I, I like them here. And I think Michael Thomas apparently is supposed, I think he's supposed to play. Um, and I think that that adds another element to their offense where, you know, they're already, you know, they have a significant advantage over Detroit in terms of DVOA. They're ranked 11 versus Detroit is ranked uh, 22nd. And their offense, uh, you know, I think is going to come together a little bit more uh, when you see Michael Thomas back on the field. So I'm going to take the Saints minus four. Yeah, I my rule in terms of me almost taking this game, my rule is that if I lose two weeks in a row on a team, I'm done with them. I'm not going to keep betting them. And that's kind of just been my rule in terms of not hanging on to bad teams and going down with the ship in case that things are just really wrong. So, you know, I hope they win, but I just can't do it. <laughs> so Fair. pick pick three. Terry's on Ravens minus 13, New England plus seven, Atlanta plus seven. Joe is on Seattle minus six and a half, Jacksonville plus New Orleans minus four. I am on the Colts minus two and a half, Arizona minus three and a half, Minnesota plus four and a half. Really hanging on the road team is going to put this COVID uh, road away. That could, you know, issue to the test here. Moving on, final segments, pods and racks. Producer Corey, how you doing? How you I'm been? good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Anything you want to talk about today before we move on to pods and racks or you want to talk about it in your recommendation section? I guess I'll talk about it in my recommendation section. You want to lead us off? Sure. Uh, get your reading glasses on, you blind bastards. Uh, it's a oh, book this week. I hate reading. Oh. Roll up, Terry. Uh, so the book, it's called Romantic Violence. Uh, it actually has a new title now. I don't know why the title changed. It's now called White American Youth. Um, I may have recommended this in the past, but fuck it. Uh, apparently, we need to learn more as a country, so you're going to read this fucking book. Uh, it follows some guy growing up in a suburb of Chicago as an outcast. His parents are Italian immigrants, yet somehow he becomes a neo-Nazi in the 90s and is a lead singer of a skinhead band. Um, and eventually he turns his whole life around. Now he like works for a project that uh, he finds tattoo artists that are willing to cover um, like white supremacist tattoos on reformed former members of, you know, name your far-right neo-Nazi group. Um, except for the Proud Boys, they don't get those tattooed on them. To, to what, can, I, can I ask a question? Uh, what is... Who's answering? How do you, I guess Corey, because he's been well-studied in, um, in this area. Does a neo-Nazi ban, do they, is that, like, what did you say? Yeah, a band. Uh, so it was a punk band. Do, so do they characterize themselves as that? Like, yes, is, it's like, white power okay. music. Um, actually, and that's like a genre. It's a genre. Uh, I can't remember the name of his band in the book, but there is there are clips of them on YouTube. Um, I don't know. He doesn't really want it out there because he's literally preaching like, uh, "Grab your gun, the race war's coming." Like it's like the the yeah, musical not, version of the I'm Turner not. Diaries. I'm not. I'm not saying to listen to it. I'm just. Yeah, saying. no, but it exists, and it's very, um, very niche, niche. Um, for a while, he was. Uh, it's interesting because in the '90s, like, the music scene was just so not what we grew up with. Like, people would have to send away for like these uh, catalogs that they would like subscribe to, and monthly they would get 
the new music that would come out. So he was literally subscribed to like a pro-white, anti-Jewish music catalog, somehow based out of Germany, which believe it or not, like I thought they had some uh, some laws about that there, but whatever. Um, and yeah, so it's like this whole weird underbelly of society that is much bigger than we all think it is. Because even within like your neo-Nazi groups, this musical section of it is just a very tiny few people. And even that was a lot of people. So like the book does a really good job of like showing you a micro community within this giant uh, network of, you know, white supremacist organizations that are all connected in the United States. Uh, his name's Christian Picciolini. I think I said that right. Um, it's called Romantic Violence. Now it's called White American Youth. Couldn't recommend it enough. The forward's written by Joan Jett. Very good. Hmm. Educate yourself. Much more serious of a topic than we had just discussed with the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Anybody want to follow that one up? <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Uh, so I've been eating these uh, these chips. This <laughs> I thought I heard something and, in my uh, headset. Anti-racism uh, right into terror chips. Gotta love it. Only yeah. on the outskirts. Yeah, what, what, what are they called? Because this is not a video platform. And no <laughs> so they're called they're they're, I said they can called hear Tara. the bag, Terry. That's the name. Tara. Um, hmm. it's one letter off from Terry, so I think that you would like these. Um, they're real vegetable chips. Uh, I got them at Costco. They're actually on sale right now. They're a dollar and fifty off. Uh, no free ads. so I, I it's Costco, dude. Uh, so uh, I also recommend Costco. Um, it, it, these are the classic sea salt, they're non-GMO. And there are four types of vegetables that they make the chips out of. Parsnip, taro, sweet potato, and batata. Don't ask me what a batata is. It also looks like – all of these look like potatoes, but none of them are potatoes. So, a sweet potato. Is it a yamba potato? I don't, I don't know. Did you ever read Things Fall Apart? I don't, I don't recall when I did that. I don't know. But anyway, not the point. Um, they're Some of our awesome. listeners will highly that. recommend them. There is an easy open notch that I just completely disregarded. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, great, great chip. You so, breaking the resealable top this. is the most Joe thing I've ever seen with a I bag of I couldn't help chips. myself. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you like when full so, caveman uh, opening the bag <laughs> Joe hungry um, Tara you want to go or you want me to go uh, you go alright I'm going to recommend not getting travel insurance on your uh, flights when you buy them when you are comfortable enough to fly again I just got an email from the travel insurance company that I booked to one of my friend's bachelor parties that was canceled because of COVID. And I bought this before COVID was even a thing. So if there is any situation in which this should be the easiest fucking thing to just give me the money back instead of getting a flight credit from uh, the airline that I bought it from, I'll Name say names. it's United. It's wow, United. You be, yeah, I was about to say, I think it's United, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it's been four months since I requested this. I just got an email of them requesting more things. This should just be the easiest open and shut case. I moved since I've, I, I 
submitted this claim, so my address is wrong on it. I'm sure that'll be a clusterfuck. Oh my so God. I am just, uh, I'm not happy right now, and I kind of forgot about it, thought it, thought it, thought it existed. I, I'm probably better off remembering uh, that I didn't get this and I just have a travel credit. But um, So yeah, th- at the end of the day, you get travel insurance, you file travel insurance when you're flight gets canceled or when you can't go anymore because they say you can cancel for any reason and then at the end of the day you just wish you didn't you just wish you get the trial credit anyway so uh a few things thanks for the advice dad number two (laughs) um who buys travel insurance you never buy travel insurance um for the people that want to say oh yeah you know this makes sense it's only 15 dollars yeah i bought it before Uh, but no i never buy don't most of our don't a lot of credit cards have travel insurance built in? Essentially. But number three, to make you especially annoyed, I too had booked a flight on this bachelor party. I assume it's the same one we are discussing. Um, I had forgot I bought a ticket and didn't realize till the day before the flight that I still had this ticket in the middle of COVID and that the bachelor party was canceled. Just waited till the next day. The flight got delayed by more than two hours, so I called and I got a full refund in cash. Fuck you, Harry! <laughs> wow, wow! Did you go direct? Oh, it's a shame it was during Harry COVID. Doesn't you hedge. Straight to AC. Harry doesn't hedge. Hedging wow. is hedging is for landscapers. <laughs> yeah, that just shows you right there, dumb. That should you know fuck the poll or whatever. Like I don't care what the results were. That little <laughs> anecdote right there should tell you everything. Yeah, yeah. So good luck with your refund uh thanks thanks really appreciate that heartfelt (laughs) heartfelt goodwill uh my recommendation uh also deals with traveling go to atlantic city it's back baby (laughs) just bring (laughs) bring your mask bring your money bring your good vibes it was i went this past weekend and it was a sight to see i wasn't sure what to expect. Um, it was there Friday, Saturday. Got there at Oceans, checked in, and then made my way. You can't really, like, if you've been there, you can't see the casino floor when you check in. So I wasn't, you know, exactly sure what to expect. Come down the escalator, and the place is just packed. Plexiglass <laughs> everywhere. And like, I honestly just walked around the entire floor for like 10 minutes with just the biggest shit and grin on my face. Just like, couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then played craps for like 50 hours. Love that. How'd you do? What a time. Uh, I didn't win money, but I didn't lose too much money. Successful trip. Oh, that's yes. good. That's a, a great time. That's a win. It was a great time. Uh, and, you know, just being back, getting the juices flowing. Some of the beach, like uh, Hard Rock Beach Bar, still open. So, I mean, you know, pop in there, go to go to Tenth Ave or Tennessee Ave. Not not, not a better weekend, and it's not hot as balls out, so I'm not sweating when I'm outside. That's the best you part. Oh, that's a big consideration. But yep. like, did you still wear a tank top or anything? Like, no. would it be too cold for that? I mean, I had to ask. Maybe, but yeah. Plexiglass on every table is wild. Very weird. Yeah, that's that's got to be weird. I yelled at some guy because he took his mask off and then reached around the plexiglass to ask me a question on how crafts worked. 
Nice. Somebody reach you around on you. Like five you gotta reach around. You gotta reach. You gotta reach around without a I mask. I just like, Damn. dude, put your fucking mask on and back the fuck off. And yes, sevens are bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's why their money's gone. <laughs> so are there like individual plexiglass boxes for each player at the table, or is it just around yes. the table? Yes. There's oh, so you're like in a tr- like in a so, little trough. There's. Uh, there's I was gonna say the every table, single one is like there's a, a little gap. And then there's like a part that goes around the entire table, and then in between each space, like they limit the spaces per player. It's usually oh, six, awesome. and now it's only four. And then there's dividers there. So it's not bad. Not bad Good for them. It's back, baby. All right. Thank you, Terry, for that great recommendation. Uh, the mayor himself says, "Come on down, do AC, even in these times." Um, that's it for us, NFL Week 4. Stay uh, tuned for Joe's picks as the Lakers Heat NBA Finals keeps going. And we'll put the picks There's, on the uh, some video analysis up. Yes, so. yes. Analysis. Do we get paid by Nike for all the Nike shit you wear on, on, your, uh, on your videos? Uh, we're, in, we're, in, we're in talks. We're in talks. Okay. All right. And you should negotiate better and not have the swoosh shown yet. Yeah. Well, on, the, pro- the problem is the problem is is that Nike doesn't make wide enough shoes, so a lot of times I have to lean with the New Balances. So uh, there's a little bit of controversy over like whether I can only wear the Nike headbands, and or like if I have to extend the Nike branding throughout the. Look oh, so you're looking for a straight up head, shoulders, knees, and toes deal? Separate it all out. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's that's the holdup. All right. All right. Well, signing off for the Oddscast Podcast, I'm DeLeo, Joe DeLera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. God bless. Bye. Conversion software version 7.0. Looking at life through the eyes of a tire hub. Eating seeds is a pastime activity. Toxicity